Okay, so this isn't quite our Christmas episode yet, but I mean, this is the closest thing to a Christmas movie that we have on our roster. And you know why? Because it snows. <laughs> <laughs> and they the do talk about the holidays at one point. They said something oh, about Christmas. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. They should have just like added a few Christmas lights. Like, I know this movie had low budget, but come on, like, go to Target. Get a few Christmas lights, and then this could have been a Christmas movie people watch every year. I know. Opportunity missed, I say. Opportunity missed. But we can, like, play a game or something that can be, like, Christmassy. Yeah, I mean, well, this is based on a game, so it's only (gasps) right that we play a game of our own. You're right. Okay, what should we play? We are going to... (laughs) <laughs> We're going to play one of our favorites, Fuck, Mary Kill, Christmas Ooh, edition. Christmas edition. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Have you ever heard the Fifth um, Harmony so version think... of All I Want for Christmas is You? No, that sounds awful. It's terrible. And honestly, Camila Cabello is the worst one in the group. What a shock. You know what? N- n- not... No shade to her, but I can't stand her. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, she's not one of the Christmas creatures that we'll be going through on the roster, but... <laughs> okay. Yeah, give we're a- doing it a little differently today. Yeah. We're doing... We're going to decide together who we're going to fuck, marry, and kill out of these Christmas creatures. Yes. Yeah, so we have 10 <laughs> creatures that we have decided on, and we are ready to figure out which ones we would do the naughty with or not. And um, so, ready? Here we go. Okay. <clears throat> First three. First three. Krampus. <sighs> Buddy the Elf. I'm a cotton-headed ninny muggins. And Frosty the Snowman. Happy birthday! Okay. Krampus, I'm gonna marry. Why? Okay, really? he- hear me out. Because he's powerful. He's almost as powerful as Santa. Wouldn't it be glamorous to be the mm. Mrs. Claus to Krampus? Oh my god, Mrs. Krampus. <laughs> Mrs. Oh my Krampus. god, fabulous. What, is, what does that even look like? Um, Basically, like this, almost like the same Mrs. Claus outfit, but like high cut, low cut. And <laughs> instead of white trim, it's black trim. The fur <gasps> is black on the trim. And it's like a deeper burgundy and instead horns. of a red. Yes. Ooh. And then like horns, but like almost like Halloween-y, like sexy horns. Or like... Or like wig horns, you know, like like horns when they're made wig out of horns. Wig. Yes. Ooh. Wig or horns. Hair horns, I guess. Ooh, she doesn't wear then, wigs. She wears real hair. And then <laughs> long ass nails. Uh yes, absolutely. Covered in blood. Yes. From slashing the throats of children. 
Yeah, Miss. Yes. I'm gonna be Mrs. Crumpus, so I'm gonna marry Crumpus. All right. Do, would you agree? I wasn't convinced at first. I wasn't convinced at first, but you you convinced me. Yeah. At first, I was like, "Why? He doesn't talk much. He's probably he's really big, so he probably takes up a lot of the bed." Um, oh. But you know what? It, but you're right. As powerful as Krampus is, I'm sure Mrs. Krampus would get her own quarters. Yeah, I was going to say, she has her own wing in that dark castle. Okay. Uh. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so we're going to be the next Mrs. Krampus. Okay. okay. And So that's okay. Mary. Now we got fucking kill. Now we have Buddy the Elf, Will Ferrell, you know, or Frosty the Snowman. I... Okay. Mm, I think that I would probably fuck Frosty. What? Uh-uh. Yeah, is that weird? Yes. Okay, what he... are you going to fuck? His carrot nose? <laughs> okay, exactly. He don't even we'll have do a carrot nose. Will Ferrell. <laughs> well, at least Will With Ferrell a has a dick. a pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of pole. Oh, he has a Did button nose? About... No. Oh, is that what he has? Yeah, so you can't even ride on that carrot. I mean, but it's probably, you can like form something out of the ice, nice and cool, like minty fresh. Like Okay, and that ooh. was gonna what I was going to say. That would be Icicle. the... That would, yeah, that would be the positive <laughs> aspect of fucking Frosty is that your butthole would be numb because of the ice. It, absolutely. And do you know what? It's perfect because once the sun comes out, that bitch melts away and you don't ever have to see him again. <laughs> imagine how annoying Buddy the Elf would be attached. Yeah, that's true. But he's also very innocent and he has a penis. So, Yeah, but the innocence thing also creeps me out. Like, I wouldn't want to have sex with him he thinks he's like a giant man child okay so we're gonna go ahead and kill buddy and fuck frosty i mean that maybe we should weird. call our girl zoe duchanel Let me, let's see how how she feels about fucking buddy the elf <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure she has a great time um okay let's yeah. go with that let's let's fuck frosty and and kill buddy I knew I'd convince you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, who's our next three? All right, our next three are the Grinch. I'm an idiot. The man himself, Santa Claus. Ho 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 ho. Okay. Hello. And then the woman herself, Mariah Carey. <laughs> My favorite of the of the Christmas creatures. <laughs> Mariah Carey. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say that we should kill the Grinch. Okay. Why? Why Why should we kill the Grinch? Because he's not he happy. Bad. He's stinky. He's, uh, yeah. He's grumpy as hell. Grumpy as hell. His fur probably covers his pee-pee. So what else can we do with him? <laughs> Good luck getting that in. <laughs> Good luck in that in. That furry I'm sock. Not, into I'm that not booty. picking that out of my teeth. Yeah, I'm not picking green fur out of my teeth. No way. <laughs> I say we. Yeah, but remember when he comes nice in the end? Okay. All right, you're right. That makes the sense. The Grinch sense. is not for us. Personally, We're I would like marry Grinch. Jim Carrey, but I'm going to kill the Grinch. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we're killing the Grinch. That leaves us with Santa Claus and Mariah Carey. Who are we fucking and who are we marrying? Let's marry Mariah Carey because she has the Shacoins. 
Uh, I mean, yes, but then you have to be around Mariah Carey. Love her. Love her. One of my favorite vocalists ever. She seems like a handful. But very high maintenance. Yeah, you're right. Can there be two divas in one relationship? Or three, I guess? (laughs) I would rather have sex with Santa Claus. Furry bear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Silver daddy. Did did all of you listeners know this is what you were going to be tuning into here today? <laughs> that Frankie would rather fuck Santa Claus than Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Can't. I feel like I would do it the other way. I feel like I would marry Santa Claus because he seems like a nice man, and we could at least eat cookies and and you know enjoy Christmas every year together, and then we. The travel would be free. Hello. Take that slate wherever. I'm going to. But I guess you could do it. Answers. <sighs> All right. Well, okay. Then You're not I'm going to side me. with you. All right. I'm not convincing no, you. I will you, side no, with you. That's okay. We can maybe just settle our. Di- th- that can be it. We'll just. All right. Well, agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. I would marry Santa and I would fuck Mariah Carey. I mean, the story would be enough. And um, (laughs) that's all I could say. (laughs) Well, enjoy her burping champagne into your face. (laughs) Okay. And I hope she hits a high note. (laughs) Well, she's fucking me. Just kidding. (laughs) Pegging you. (laughs) (laughs) With a candy cane. Yeah. My greatest (laughs) Christmas story is getting pegged by the queen of Christmas herself. Mariah Carey. Wow. <laughs> Woo! All right. Well, last category. All right. For our final, final game here, <clears throat> we got the woman herself, Mrs. Santa Claus. <laughs> and we got Jack Frost. And then we got Jesus. Yikes. Okay. Christmas creatures. Okay. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> We're so blasphemous. I Jesus is hot. Do you know what? I'm a rebel, so why don't we just marry Jesus? But then do we have to become <laughs> nuns? Uh-uh. Yes. Like Sister Mary Clarence, I will become a nun like Sister Mary Clarence. Well, I'm thinking of the nun from the Conjuring universe, and I don't want to look like her. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to look like Whoopi. I will follow him. <laughs> follow him wherever he may go. I want to look like Whoopi when she's singing in the clubs, not at the uh, fucking church. <laughs> at the church. <laughs> Why? When she takes her habit off and she has her hair out. That's a fabulous look, I will say. I think that I'm going to... Okay, out of these three, I would say that I'm going to kill Mrs. Claus. I don't really want nothing to do with her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would marry Jack Frost and I would ask Jesus for forgiveness <laughs> for saying what I would say for him. You are full of controversy today. I need to go to confession. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forgive me, Jesus, for I have sinned, girl. Okay. Get down <laughs> on your knees and pray, bitch. <laughs> um, what did I say? Okay. I will. Yeah, I would. Um, yeah, I guess marry Jesus. I mean, I guess I would fuck Jack Frost. He's probably hot. He's, you know, whatever. See, I was thinking Jack Frost is going to provide me with glamour. Okay, he looks glamorous. Sparkles and yeah. shit. Sparkly. Oh, yeah. We should totally fuck. I'm down to fuck. Diamonds. 
yeah. Yeah, we would have fabulous, sparkly socks. Okay, yeah, maybe I'll go with your answers more. That's more appropriate. <laughs> and then I guess I'd kill Mrs. Paws, too. I don't know why, but she's just less appealing than the other two. <laughs> Oh my god. All right. Well, that concludes this game of Fuck Mary Kill. I hope you're still listening. I hope you're not too offended. <laughs> I hope we didn't ruin Christmas. <laughs> Speaking of Christmas creatures, let's get to our movie this week. Yes. I, I like an unassuming Christmas creature because this is like a Halloween creature mixed with Christmas, which is yes. a werewolf in the middle of the snow. Yes, a werewolf. We're going into werewolves within, trekking into the snow-capped mountains of Beaverfield. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. This was like a little indie horror comedy that came out in 2021. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think this movie is super fun and super hilarious. And I'm super stoked to uh, talk about it with you. Yeah, you told me about it when you watched it last year, and I was like, oh, really? I'll have to catch it. But I don't know. Low I can't budget believe that it was last really year that I watched me. it. I know. It's crazy. And I remember thinking, oh, it does look funny. I do want to watch it. And I never got around to it until we decided that the most wintry movie that we could possibly do this month would be Werewolves Within. This is also our oldest movie of our lineup so far this year. <laughs> That's true. I know. It was either this or Violent Night, but we weren't sure if Violent Night like really fit the you know the parameters the of brand what we do here yeah the brand <laughs> but honestly I'm reading the all the reviews like... I'm reading all the reviews and they're like the word horror comes up a lot and I'm like oh well opportunity missed I guess so oh what's the rating oh, well, what's the Rotten Tomato score on that seventy one percent that's not bad that's, that's like a good. scream movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> circling yeah, back to sa- scream <laughs> they're saying it's very fun so um i can't wait to i'll see violent night in theaters so i'm excited whenever i, I get around to that. it yeah so go out and see it i'm sure it's great the see, port- now that's the santa that. i would fuck i would fuck that santa oh yeah david harbour yeah mm. daddy that's a big old man yeah fur covered beastly man just okay. like this movie. So <laughs> back <laughs> to it. So well, yeah, let's get into it. This is Werewolves Within. <laughs> hey, let's snow plow through this. <laughs> you could be one of them. One of what? A lycanthrope. A what? Lycanthrope. A werewolf. Werewolves Within, written by Mishnah Wolf, directed by Josh Rubin. Our movie begins with forest ranger Finn Wheeler, played by Sam Richardson, who has recently been assigned to patrol the small town of Beaverfield. Beaverfield has residents divided over a pipeline proposed by businessman Sam Parker, played by Wayne Duvall. Upon arriving, Finn befriends mail carrier Cecily, played by Milana Vaintrub. Cecily shows him around town and introduces him to the town's citizens, including eccentric Trish and her unfaithful husband Pete, played by Michaela Watkins and Michael Chernis. Wealthy gay couple Devin and Joaquin Wolfson, played by Cheyenne Jackson and Harvey Guillen. Ah! Sorry. <laughs> what? Sorry, I just, I just creamed myself. You just creamed? Yes, my husband, Cheyenne. Harvey so Oh! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I love them both, and this is great. Yes, me too. 
Blue collar workers, Gwen and Marcus, played by Sarah Burns and George Basil, and isolationist Emerson Flint, played by Glenn Fleshler. Who honestly is kind of hot to me. I knew you were going to say that. I was like, this grizzly mountain man is going to be Frankie's type. I knew it. (laughs) I found my hotties for the post. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) That night, a blizzard knocks out all the power in Beaverfield, forcing the residents to take refuge in a lodge owned by the sweet and caring Janine, played by Catherine Curtin. The power outage occurs right before Trisha's dog Chachi is killed by an unknown predator, which increases tensions in the town. Further conflict arises when Finn discovers that all of Beaverfield's generators were sabotaged and the body of Janine's missing husband, Dave, is underneath the lodge's porch. But I thought he was in Belize. (laughs) (laughs) Better Belize it. (laughs) The residents attempt to barricade themselves in the lodge for safety, but Pete has his hand bitten off by the same unknown predator. Environmentalist Dr. Jane Ellis, played by Rebecca Henderson, an opponent of the pipeline, concludes that the predator is a werewolf and must be one of the lodge's current inhabitants. That just has to be it. It just has to be. After announcing her findings, Dr. Ellis dies in front of Parker under ambiguous circumstances. Parker claims she committed suicide. Those remaining in the lodge initially consider staying together to force the assailant out of hiding, but ultimately all but Finn and Cecily leave for their homes. However, with tensions having reached a boiling point in Beaverfield, the residents begin to kill each other off. After nearly all the townsfolk are killed, Finn is attacked by Parker, who has armed himself with a crossbow and silver bolts. Parker accuses Finn of being the werewolf because he worked in locations where previous attacks occurred. Finn counters that there is no werewolf, and Parker intentionally caused the paranoia gripping Beaverfield in order to have his proposed pipeline approved. Parker gains the upper hand against Finn, but a dying Joachim manages to kill him. That's Joachim with an M. While Finn and Cecily recuperate in Town's Bar, Finn learns that Dave was Beaverfield's previous mail carrier. He then realizes Cecily is the werewolf. Confronted by Finn, Cecily acknowledges she turned the residents against each other to make feasting on them easier. She subsequently attempts to kill Finn in her werewolf form, but Emerson arrives and saves him, seemingly killing Cecily. Still alive, she makes a final effort to attack Finn and Emerson before Janine finishes her off with a silver crossbow bolt from Parker's crossbow. The end. Ooh, all right. What a fun movie. Honestly, this movie is so fun and it only makes sense because the premise, like you said earlier, it comes from a video game, Werewolves Within. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. Have you ever played this video game? Never. I've never even heard of it. Neither have I. But um, uh, the most exciting part about the fact that it was like based on a video game is that this movie is now the highest rated on Rotten Tomatoes, at least. The highest rated movie ever based on a video game. Oh my god. Ever. That's that's crazy because there are a lot of them out there when you think Mortal Kombat and Resident Evil. The Assassin's Creed. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Anyway, they're all like that specific subgenre. Jumanji. (laughs) Oh my god. Not Jumanji. Movies based on on video games have like notoriously been subpar. Like they never measure yeah. up. And I wonder why. 
Like, I don't, I mean, maybe Sonic is like another one that's like done really well, but like other than that, it's like really, it's normally a miss when it comes to those kind of movies. So it's kind of exciting that this little independent film, uh, low budget, uh, has turned out to conquer them all and um, break the break the, ch- the chain mm-hmm. or the cycle. One of the first things that I noticed when I first turned the movie on was how quick-witted the dialogue was. Like, you oh, blink quick, and you sharp. miss it. Yeah. Yes. It's so fast and it's so fucking funny that when you're able to, like, keep up with it and everything yeah. falls into place with the delivery of the actors and everything, it's so well done. The, it's, the writing is fantastic. It's fantastic. And honestly, it reminds me a lot of one of my favorite films, just Clue. Just that rapid-fire dialogue yes. where, you know, they... Like, they sort of speak over each other. They don't even acknowledge that they said something so hilarious. <laughs> it's just, like, moving so fast. But yes. it just works so well. It's almost as if, like, how these people speak is it, it just, like, natural to be this quick-witted and just sort of not acknowledge it but move on. I love that kind of dialogue. Yes, yeah, so good. And um, Cecily, Miss Milana, she, to me, is the star of this movie because... Her, the way she delivers every single line she has is perfection. I thought she did yeah. such an amazing job. I, like at first when I was watching her, I was like, "Who is this girl?" I was like, "Was Kimmy Schmidt not available?" Like, where? <laughs> yeah, literally. Where is Miss Ellie Kemper at? But this girl, I've never even heard of her, but Me she's neither. very good in this movie. I'm like surprised how well this girl is, as if being an unknown makes you untalented. But she, you know, she really. Well, it's like, how out. did you not? How did you not become way more famous before this? Yeah. What the heck? She's so she's so natural and she's so funny and very, very natural. She's very good at delivering this quick-witted dialogue. I will say to me she outshined Sam Richardson just a bit and I'm only going to say that because this is the fourth thing that I've seen Sam Richardson in and he's the same person every single time. He is. He has that like kind of like quirky like every guy kind of personality the only one that was like slightly different was I think maybe his character in Promising Young Woman which only because he was kind of a asshole but other than that <laughs> yeah, he's me. always like the, the painfully nice guy he's like his line delivery in every project is the same yeah and I'm but like I do, I, yeah but of yeah, the need projects a little bit more range Sure. But of the projects that I've seen him in, this is my favorite that I've seen him in. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think I had way more fun with him in this movie. I, with that being said, I think in this movie, he works really well as this character. I think he's right. fantastic in this. Yeah, because this character is so, uh, I don't say self-deprecating, but he's very, he has no confidence. He is sort of this like eternally kind person who is surrounded by all these these kind of crazy personalities mm-hmm. and you know he just he's a simple person who just wants everybody to kind of get along and be happy and be nice but everybody around him is so full of drama that he sort of gets <laughs> wrapped up in all of it yeah and, and I think so, that his um, line delivery and what he brings to characters I think that works uh, it's a great marriage the merging oh of yeah this. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I I really do enjoy his performance in this, even though I'm not, like, the biggest Sam Richardson fan. No offense. Oh, my God. We're gonna, oh, my God. If we ever... We're trashing get, everybody. They, yeah. What is Camilla? Sam. Camilla, Sam. <laughs> like, we're never going to be friends with these people. We'll never work in Hollywood again. Yeah, Mrs. Claus. 
Yeah. I but I will say I think the projects that he's been a part of, those characters do work well for him and that's why he lands those roles. But it's like I would love to see a little more range from yeah. from uh, what with what he's offered. I want to see him sure. play a bad guy or something at this point. Yeah, he Yeah, exactly. Just something yeah. else. Okay, what about these but, I mean, other characters? So, but how many how many people have become super famous for playing the same character over and over and over again? So many. So maybe True. he's got his shtick. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Let's go through some of these other characters, the the standouts, because some of them are not like Sam Parker is not a standout to me. Um but yeah, I will yeah. say the eccentric Trish is oh, a highlight of this movie as well. This performance that Miss Michaela Watkins gives <laughs> Oh my god, it is hysterical. She Even is the so way that she's funny. introduced Stephen King's very own Trish. Like yes. I was like, I would love to start introducing people like that. <laughs> she is so she is the craziest person in this movie, I think. And she is absolutely somebody that I feel everybody has met. Like we've all met this crazy crafting oh my lady. God. And um, you know, there is sort of uh, you know, some current current social topics that kind of sprinkle in this movie and yeah even though it's not very specific you could tell that these people kind of represent the archetypes of of certain types of people specifically of when it comes to group yes when yes. it comes to you know the polarizing uh you know political climate um yes. so her and her husband they like they obviously are uh, on the more conservative side of the political spectrum Mm-hmm. While, while like our, some of our other characters exist on the more uh, liberal side, and but this she Miss Michaela is so funny. She's th- those like uh, angel bottle, those like the soap, soap bottle bottles. Angels. Yes. Oh my god, those are that was hilarious. <laughs> and this like performance she gives when her dog dies is so oh. funny, hysterical. I was in tears. I was like, oh my God, I really want to show Andre this movie because it's so good. It's so funny. Um, And she's one of the highlights for sure. She is. And like, and the guy that plays her husband, there's there's one moment that I thought was really funny. It's like one of those quick moments. It's when um, uh, uh, Sam Richardson's character, Finn, he says something like, never the left. And he's like, he's like, that's right, but never the left. He's like, not what I meant. (laughs) Like (laughs) that like sort of like, quick humor like yeah and i think even cecily goes not what he meant <laughs> yeah yes they say it at the same time yeah yeah, yeah not, what he, not what he meant yeah but it's like they're like the, the people who are like those conservatives that make being conservative and being right wing or whatever their entire yes. personality yes exactly and they are on the side of this pipeline they they want this pipeline they want the to cash be built. she wants a craft store yeah. they want the cash <laughs> <laughs> and on the opposite end, we have the hippies of the town, which are the wealthy gay couple, Devin yes. and Joaquim. Oh my god! <laughs> First of all, were we not available? I'm just gonna say that, throw that out there. <laughs> Where? Excuse me, how rude. We could have like, totally played, played this. <laughs> Literally, there are some moments where I'm like, "This is so funny. We would, we would kill it." Harvey Guillen was um, in a movie that I actually watched over Halloween. It was called Close friends or Hmm. um, something about it was on Comedy Central it was a Comedy Central original movie um, about a group of friends that play MASH when they're young and then they grow up and they play MASH again but everything comes true and it takes place on Halloween I think Nicole Richie's in it you know like it's a (laughs) ragtag group of cast cast. (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> uh, first of all, I love Nicole Richie. Um, and he's in that. And he was <laughs> yes, fucking hilarious. The movie sucks, but he was hilarious in it. And he's hilarious in this. He's so cute I love and him. so charming. He's so, he's so wonderful. I love him in What We Do in the Shadows. Like, okay. he's just, yeah, if you, if you haven't seen it on Hulu, watch What We Do in the Shadows. He's hilarious as um, the little familiar to one of the vampires. And his name is, um, uh, what the fuck is his name? Uh, Gabe, not Gabriel. What the fuck is his name? Whatever. <laughs> G- Guillermo. Duh. Oh, Guillermo. Okay. Yeah, Guillermo. Yeah. yeah. He's hilarious as Guillermo. Um, yeah. So I had the, and then of course, of course, my husband. Mr. Cheyenne Jackson, the you man that I have lusted after since I was a youngin. Like ever since yes. I first discovered him back in his Broadway days before he was, you know, on TV. What and, did it know, for you? Xanadu? Xanadu. And it was Xanadu because all, you know, the promotional shots of him in those little tiny jean shorts. And mm. he has, a, he had those like massive muscular legs and then he had this like he just has this rocking body this gorgeous face a beautiful voice and he's he's just oh my god he's absolutely perfect to me yeah he's got a good looking dick too he's got it well well maybe (laughs) the size isn't that great but it would be easy to take on okay there we go and uh one of my biggest regrets in, in life was one time i was in west hollywood at Target. Yes. Have I told you the story? Yes. I was at Target and I ran into Cheyenne Jackson and I mean, I didn't run into him. I saw him looking at dog food and I was too scared to say hi. I should have just fucking done it. I know. Jake was like, me? oh my God, Cheyenne. I think you were texting me as you were there. Like, oh, I just saw 100%. Cheyenne Jackson at Target. And I'm like, and you didn't blow him? <laughs> I know what is wrong with me. I know. I guess I like respect his marriage or whatever, but like, oh, <laughs> what? I should have at least said something. Like, I'm sure he would have appreciated. Like, hey, I'm a big fan, man. Or I would. I probably would have said something like, I've had a crush on you literally forever. Like, just to make it weird. That's what I would have said. I mean, when are you gonna? I ever mean, that's see harmless. Again? The right. harmless. But huh. I mean, who knows? <laughs> it could have caused some harm. I mean, you yeah. never know. I mean, okay, he's... We don't know him. He has to go back to Target again, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. You're like, and then I've been going every day since yes. then. Just... So I've, I posted up at that at that Target, and... Uh, Jake's outside. People are throwing day. change at him, because they're like, he must be, like, homeless. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, my God, yes. Okay, here's so, my question. Yeah. Oh. Was Caitlin Olsen not available? She would have been hilarious in this too. Who would you want her to play? Gwen, the mechanic. Oh my god! But I, I don't know because this bitch who plays Gwen is also hilarious. She's she had some of the, like good. some of the most yeah. like laugh out loud lines to me. No, I, I love. Wish I, she... I wish I could quote them more. I wish I'd seen this movie more times to be able to more quote times. Them. My favorite part for her is when they're describing um, what could be out there like you know destroying the town and they kind of talk about werewolf and she's going up the stairs and it's lit like a um like like kind of gothic looking and she's walking down the hallway and you see her zoom in on this um the (laughs) sketch or the painting the artistry of like this wolf like tearing apart this like oh yeah townsperson and she gets closer and it's like all they're like I know werewolf and this is what it does as she's getting closer it's like the narration over it and then she goes that's fucking rad 
<laughs> I know. I love that they're. I was like, oh, after we got introduced to the gay couple, they showed her at first. I was like, oh, and then the town lesbian. And I'm like, oh wait, no, she's just this white trash mechanic lady. <laughs> and like her, her and the guy that play her husband or her boyfriend or Marcus, whatever they are, yeah, Marcus. The, the two of them are so funny. They had some of my favorite lines. I loved when it's like, when there's like one part when, um, what did she say? She's like, she's like, what is this? Dumbass Island? He goes, dumbass Island, baby, you funny. <laughs> <laughs> I like when like, who has a gun? Who doesn't have a gun? Oh, and yeah. She puts out her two middle fingers. She oh, goes, yeah. Marcus carries my gun. Like, okay. okay. <laughs> so I love it because they're all so invested in their characters throughout. And so even yes. when they're talking over each other, you can still catch the little tidbits they're throwing out. And you're like, this is so fucking Oh hilarious. my God. They're so funny. Like when Marcus goes, he's like, he's like, uh, what do you say? He says something about, um, I have it written down. He's like, what are we gonna do? We're gonna wait around for them to eat our asses and fuck our skulls. Not <laughs> <laughs> eat our asses. <laughs> what do you think about Miss Janine? Oh, you know she's funny. She's, she's so like a, cute and sweet. She's a sweet little lady who runs the local inn. But I love when she finds her dead husband and she's just like yes. wailing, crying. When the when the <laughs> um, so funny. the covering pulls back and her his body's exposed. Yes. And she screams. <laughs> so good. My favorite moment from Janine is when she goes to check on Dr. Jane Ellis. And Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yes. I have this written down, too. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, um, um, would you like a sandwich or something? Whatever the hell she's offering. Oh, but, yeah. like, her delivery in that scene is so fucking good and so funny. I love when she, when Dr. Ellis actually sneaks up on her and she scares her and she screams. She goes, that was an absolutely horrible sound you just made. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so funny. Oh, I oh my god, going back to Miss I, this is what we do every time we do a comedy. We just like talk about our favorite lines. But favorite they're so good. Um, I love when um, Trish which which is like screaming and crying that the where like the monster or whatever ate her baby. She's like, "My baby, my baby." And Joaquin goes, he's like, "Are we talking about a real baby?" And he's like, <laughs> he's like, "Are we talking about a real baby?" Like, I love when oh he's like, God. "When I was growing up in Argentina, <laughs> they would always kill the seventh born because they weren't believed to be a werewolf." <laughs> I love how that turns out to be true. That turns out to be. <laughs> they definitely follow be- up with that. Oh my god, I know. It's very funny. Like, yeah, anyway. Okay, so then the main conflict of the movie is that this pipeline is being built and the town is divided. And this is what you were talking about, where it brings in kind of the political drama that plays out in our real lives um, and puts it into a very comedic setting because this pipeline is going to run through. They're going to have to take out a lot of fucking trees. They're going to ruin a lot of shit. And so people that are more... kill the environment. People that are more progressive are like, no, we can't have that. Look how beautiful these trees are. And then the conservative ones are like... We're getting offered cash, and yeah. we're gonna, and they, we're gonna capitalists through yeah. and through. They're like, I'm gonna take my money and I'm gonna, you know, do what I want with it. Like, Trish why is not? like, I then, want my craft store. I know she's crazy because that bitch wants her craft store so badly. She murders for it. Murders, um, yes, she's a murderess. 
So I thought that was kind of compelling to include in the storytelling because I didn't expect that movie to have anything smart or sophisticated to say. And so the fact that it did and it plays out well and throughout and they keep bringing up kind of like the hysteria that it's caused, I really enjoyed how smart that was, that component was. Of course. And, and I think you start to notice that there are a lot of like opposites within this group of people. Like we have the liberals versus the conservatives, the pipeline people versus the environmentalists, because that's what you know the yes. doctor is. She's an environmentalist, so it, it already it's already just brewing conflict, which we come to find out later is the one of the motives, or not even the motives, one of the tactics that Cecily uses in order to to cause these people to end up killing each other and so she can have a nice full meal to eat <laughs> yeah she's like i have meals on ice until spring <laughs> yes <laughs> and it's true because these people end up just all just killing each other and you know it's like who's the it's like well, the, that classic thing of like who's the real danger here is it the outside threat or is it us yeah yeah and not knowing if there was a werewolf i fully believed by like yeah the time that joaquin threw that fucking bow and arrow into um or shot parker <laughs> he threw the bow and arrow <laughs> by the time he shot parker i was like there is no there's no werewolf, werewolf. yeah but i, know, I love it, that there it, actually was one <laughs> me too that would have been very disappointing be like oh of course there was never a werewolf after all it was just crazy people being crazy people no, I think it's smart that there was a werewolf fan, thank God. But um, yeah, but there, but I think it, this movie does a really good job of like keeping you on your toes and constantly like switching the blame in your head. Like that's the most fun about it. It's a whodunit. It is a mystery. And I found myself like really trying to focus in on the clues and when the tones would change, when it's like, oh, is it possible that after all this, this hero that we've been following in Finn like, when it kind of turns to him, like, is he possibly the killer? I was like, I didn't even think about that. Like, wait, you like, lived there too, right? Yeah. I was, like, and, waiting uh, for him to transform. <laughs> right. Exactly. It was like, <laughs> I don't know. I think it, it does a lot of good things. Like, at, at one point, you suspect almost everybody. You're like, oh, it has to be this person. Or this person was in the house. This person wasn't there. This person was attacked. Yeah. This person wasn't. Um, you know, and they all have motive. Every single one of them has a reason why they would like to kill everybody else in this group. Yeah, absolutely. I do think that, though, by the time they all decide to separate and then they all end up killing each other off, I feel like that happens a little too easily and a little too quickly. It does happen very quickly. We fell in love with these characters. So for them to just kind of like, okay, let's get them all out of the way. Right, exactly. Because at one point they're all like, we're leaving this inn because, like, the, there's a huge chunk of this movie that takes place in this little inn, and you know they're all together. But then once they all decide to leave, then it's just like the movie kind of steps on the pedal very fast and tries very. to tries to get to the conclusion, um, which I think probably has to do with the fact that this was filmed. This started filming in February of 2020, okay. which means that they were on the cusp of of the pandemic beginning. And so they had very little time. They had a very low budget for this film. And so I was reading, um, a, an article about with that Josh Rubin, the director was, was giving, sorry, an interview. And, and he was like, honestly, we didn't have time to, 
do a lot like honestly like it had to be like one and done and if you needed anything extra as an as a performer or whatever you'd have to tell me up front because if not then we're just gonna keep on moving because we don't have a lot of time we don't have a lot of money and we just gotta you know boom 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 get through this so who knows maybe maybe they had more time or a bigger budget things could have been fleshed out a little more towards the end Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think they were just working within the constraints that they had. The pandemic was approaching. They were probably being warned to hurry up and get the hell out. So, I don't know. yeah. And when you do compare it to movies that I would assume are comparable in budget and quality, like the Halloween one that I mentioned um, yeah. about the mash book and stuff, this one definitely is better than a lot of movies that are in this realm with this kind of comedy. Right. No, absolutely. It, it had it. It just succeeds so well in the writing. Like it. It, it, it does. You know, like, there wasn't cheap writing. It wasn't cheap jokes. It wasn't you know gro like immature humor. Like the humor in this movie is so smart and it feels elevated. And you know, it doesn't take a big budget to get that. It just takes pure talent. So pure thank you, Miss Wolf, for that. Talent. I know, and I do think that I read that same interview with Josh Rubin and how he was talking about. Like, good thing he's um, a better studier than he is test taker because he came prepared. Because had he not been, or had this been in the hands of a different director, the results may have been very well something in the vein of those other movies that we mentioned that this could be compared to. Exactly. He came in, he did the work, and he knew what he wanted to do in order to make this successful. He said even when he was pitching the film that he you know, did his best to assure the studio, like, hey, look, I, I have the capability of uh, elevating this even more. It's already super smart. It's already super funny. But look, he would, like, literally just give, like, pages of the script and be like, um, and then I would say this in here instead, and it would be funny. And they were like, okay, great. So they he really came in prepared and very confident in his abilities to really take this material that was already great to the next level. Yeah, and I do think that the actors have a lot to do with the success of the film as well because had they not had the right direction and they would have been able to take off on their own, um, it probably would have been a little messy. But at the same time, I think that what they did with how quickly this all came together, like like you're saying, with the way he directed it, they really were able to make the most out of these characters with what little time and probably feeling very rushed. Um to get it done the way that they committed to the characters and the way they deliver all of their performances you would never know yeah absolutely and I, you know what's a little fact that I liked that I read was that um, that Josh Rubin made all these characters like down to their outfits were very specific and he wanted them to be very loud like what they were wearing because he was hoping that one day maybe somebody might dress up as one of these characters for Halloween I thought that was really sweet that's so cute. And honestly, when you're making a horror movie, that's something that you definitely have to take into consideration. You should! Absolutely. When, because when Halloween comes, which is a dress-up holiday, you are yeah. going to reference horror in a, a, a lot. Obviously, that's like the main thing that people reference when considering Halloween costumes. So that's very clever, very smart. Yeah. Um, not a lot of people think about that. Because look at the outfits that they probably never thought about that. The outfits in Halloween, the outfits in Scream. No one ever probably thought that somebody was going to dress up in those clothes. No. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Like, do you think they really thought people would be dressing up as Drew Barrymore? No, but it happens every year. People every are always year. wearing that. 
that little cable knit sweater, that little blonde bob. You know, I love when they not... go full Tatum. Like that. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, skirt. that's not easy. The swirling yeah. pattern skirt with the yes. neon yellow top. <laughs> yes, and the and the hard nipples. <laughs> the white boots and the hard nipples. <laughs> with a <laughs> full pet door around the neck. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah, so I yeah, I think Josh Rubin did a, a fantastic job, like just really bringing this this to life. Um, There's a lot of thought, a lot of thought yes. into it. So what about the horror elements of this? What did you think of like the werewolf attacks? Like, there's not that many specifically scary moments in this, but um, I think they're pretty effective. I think it's really, you know, it's very classic. We don't see the monster until the, the very end. end. Yeah, for good reason. Because um, uh, first of all, the the main horror element is I think Cecily's transformation into the werewolf at the end when she's revealed to <laughs> yes. be the the wolf, and um, the way that <laughs> she looks is so clever because that's something that you can achieve on a low budget and it also harkens yeah. back to the wolfman of the 1940s universal yeah. classic monster so um and that's what she looked like and, and it literally looked like like uh lawn cheney in there or something like that. yeah um, i always find that the like werewolves are so hard to portray and i think that we've tried so many times in film to really make the werewolf thing work and sometimes it does but they're always having to find a different way that hasn't been done before, which is which sucks. Like vampires are so easy. Like whatever, they have teeth and they bite. You yeah, know, it's so easy. But I feel like there's always the task with a werewolf movie of like, what is this werewolf gonna look like? How's this transformation gonna go? Are they gonna be a full-on human, like giant dog, or are they gonna be like half a human, half a dog? Is it gonna, gonna be a gonna costume? Be... Is it gonna be CGI? Yeah. I yeah. know. So, it, yeah, it's always such a task, I feel like, for filmmakers to make a werewolf. But I like this one because it, it feels yeah. understated. It feels within the realm of this movie. It doesn't yes. feel over the top. It doesn't feel like they wanted to do something big and scary. So they re- relied on cheap CGI since they didn't have a budget. Like, thank God they didn't do that. I That oh, would have yes. killed it. No, it would have. This is was perfectly feasible for them. Yeah, and it in looks my mind, great. they would look. It, it would look like the Scooby Doo monsters. Yeah, as far as the horror elements, to me, while this has obviously more uh, elevated horror moments, to me, this is comparable to Bodies, 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 and it's horror. Oh my elements. god! I well, that's so funny that you said that because I was like, I literally wrote in my notes. I don't know what I was trying to say here. I was like, but this is like if. Bodies, 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 the game was made into a movie, which is essentially what that movie is too. But I was like, yeah, you know, the werewolf. Bodies, 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 and Werewolf are the same game. They're the same game. Yeah. And this essentially would be like the game Werewolf, um, finding out who the killer is, which I'm sure was the yeah. inspiration for the video game in the first place. So that makes right, sense. Right. Of course. Um, but it has more mystery to it. And honestly, mm-hmm. you're so focused on how, what they're fighting about. And as far as this pipeline and um, yeah. their issues with each other and who cheated on who, that like you're not totally invested that somebody is actually a werewolf, which is why we end up thinking there might not be a werewolf. It might just yeah. be hysteria that they, they're like, these people are impressionable. Of course. We'll just say there's a werewolf on the loose. <laughs> of course, of course. Well, I mean, it's so interesting. I, I know we said that we'd be disappointed if there wasn't a werewolf, but that's sort of, spoiler alert, sorry, turn it off right now if you haven't seen Bodies, Bodies, Bodies yet. But, I mean, 
it's sort of that's sort of what that is it's like we have two opposite mm-hmm. ends of the spectrum and honestly both for me worked um but yeah. i mean because like you know there's Again, but when spoiler. we hear werewolves, we want to see a yeah. werewolf. I want to see a werewolf. <laughs> yeah. I saw bodies in that movie. Yeah, there was I, people being know. murdered in there. That was a slasher movie. Okay, but a werewolf movie, you need to have a werewolf in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It can't just be like a metaphorical werewolf. Like, kiss my no. ass. But the fact that they almost lead you on to believe that it is a metaphor yeah. was really smart. Because then at the end, you're seeing this little woman who had such bright talent throughout the movie transform into this beast. And it's so funny. And her transition from being sweet to still having a sweet delivery, but with really sinister lines was fantastic. Yeah. We know, you know, what we it, love what, a good female killer in these movies. Oh, we love it. We, I'm glad it was her. And honestly, like I, this is my second time watching it today. The first time was obviously a long time ago. And one of the only things I had, really remembered specifically was it, about it was that she was the werewolf and um so then i was kind of noticing throughout the movie like things that she was doing to mm. to kind of misdirect them i was like oh my god what? there we go i was like this is a movie that really took the time to make sure that there were clues i feel like that led to her because you yeah, know sometimes like and i kind of noticed this with I, yeah like sometimes i mean they're my favorite movies ever. But sometimes when the killer's revealed in Scream, you're like, when did they decide oh, there that? Was no- <laughs> yeah. When did they decide that? You know? <laughs> but but you could tell in Scream this movie Scream 2 in that, particular. You know, <laughs> yeah, so it's like, oh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> um, but this one, you could tell that they took the time to really implement moments where she's like, like, she argues against things that would expose her or she she implicates other mm. people very hard like there's a moment when her and um who is it is it Janine are like crying and like or like they're like accusing somebody else um I, I, I thought those were moments I was like oh see there we go that's smart she, she's doing her part to like throw everybody off and Misdirect to not suspect people. her yeah yeah and I thought that was I thought that was very fun and smart yeah, she's a great villain. Um, the other horror elements that I would say are great are really the atmosphere. I think that yep. the dead set of winter is kind of an eerie setting. Um, Emerson's... Well, it's, um, yeah, it's isolating. His cabin is very creepy. Um, the way that it's lit, especially in the night scenes when their power is out and they're lit by candles yeah. and fire, um, gives it that kind of Christmas horror element. So I know, I do I'm telling you, they like just the needed a Christmas tree. They just needed a Christmas tree, and then we'd be Literally. watching this every December. <laughs> every December. Yeah, I think I still will. I th- I, yeah. I'm going to watch it again this season because I, it's so funny. I have to show Andre so that I can laugh with someone yeah, watching exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's see so if he funny. can pick up on all the clues. Who is your favorite character of all of them? Who would you say? My favorite character out of all of them would probably be Cecily. Um, oh, wow. Uh, or Trish. But I think Trish. it's Cecily. <laughs> I think it's Cecily I don't know. I love sure. Gwen. They're awesome. I love the Gwen, Gwen too. The women in this movie really deliver. But honestly, Joaquin probably Joaquin. I laughed at the most. I because know. I was he... like, this is so funny. The choices he makes are so funny. I know. I See, this is what we need. We need authentically queer people playing queer characters. And that yeah. way, when when they are a you know an unapologetically femme human, 
then you know what? That's just who it's they like, are. That was, it. You know, that was her not... choice, Mama. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And we're not watching, you know, some straight guy doing his gay the farce, you know, for us. us. <laughs> yeah, making a, a mockery of us. Like, let us even though these gays in this movie are very stereotypical, <laughs> they the, are the, the way that they brought them to life. Like, it still feels like a farce, but it's like it's coming from a place of. of uh, for, of being for real. <laughs> well, yeah, it is coming from a place of being for real because I feel like I know these these gays. I Absolutely. know these like uppity rich gays that like that have a lot of money somehow, and they you know think they're better large than large. Yeah, so they're yeah. super snooty. Yeah, and they're but also they they care about the environment. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're they're just very well done. I would say. And, and Cheyenne Jackson is perfectly bitchy in this. Yeah, and, um, yeah When he shuts so. the curtains. <laughs> yes. When he shuts the curtains in the beginning. <laughs> we're best friends. Yeah. Or we're friends. <laughs> He's the best. I love it. Yeah, you do. Um, is that... <laughs> oh my god, what did you think of... Tri- like, there was a moment I thought they were going to, like, really elaborate on Trish being the evil... At first, especially like when she first, you know, she kills Devin, which is Cheyenne Jackson's character, and like sticks yeah. his neck full of, or was like stabs in the neck with a maple syrup dispenser. Um, I thought that was really funny. And then she sort of is crazy with her little purse gun, which had me dying when she's talking about when they're all like talking about the guns, and she's just yes. insisting that her gun's like a it's just a little purse gun. So it's just a like, little purse gun. It's like what? She's waving it around. Yeah. yeah. Once they were in the woods and she killed Devin, I was like, okay, so it's her, but it, she's not a werewolf. But like, she's not a werewolf. I, keep, I kept going back to the generators. I'm like, then what are the generators? Yeah, and the claw marks on the generator. Which... I was like, it, ha- it has to... And then they... And even Dr. Ellis, she's like, you know, just the... Pa- like, the pattern, or not the pattern, but the, the way in which these people... The, you know, Janine's husband was killed was that he was his legs were taking out taken out first which is a tactic of a wolf and um, mm. so I mean yeah like I was like there still has to be some sort of werewolf in this right like who would do that what what human is attacking somebody's legs to to subdue them speaking of Dr. Jane Ellis we didn't get to talk about her too much but oh, she, yeah. she has I mean, she's very into her character, so, like, her delivery isn't always comedic, but the things that this ridiculous doctor does and says is (laughs) funny, because when she's collecting the hair samples, and she's like, when I got the fur samples off of your dead husband, and, um, the dead dog's little outfit, (laughs) it's like, I compared them, and it's exactly what I thought, when she's like, a lycanthrope, and they're like, what? What? (laughs) What is that? A werewolf. Yeah. Oh, that's what we call the, somebody calls it a lycanthrope or something. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, these characters are so good. They're so good because I one of the things too that I love about the political element of it is that they don't target a particular group. They yeah, make like everybody's both sides fair play of the fence just as ridiculous as one another. Yeah, and that's good satire, right? Like everybody yeah. should be able to laugh. At themselves. 
Yes, yeah, and pick apart what they see in each other and themselves. Yeah, of and, course. Yeah, absolutely. And all have a good time together. And I think that's, you know, a lot of what the message is in here is that, you know, at the end of the day, we're all human. And even though we stand on different sides of the spectrum, like if if your beliefs aren't, you know, violent or, you know, harming anybody else, they're just different beliefs then if we're in trouble, we should all still be able to come together. I think that's sort of what the message is here. Like, that's yeah. what I would say. But, um, you know, also it's like a funny satire horror movie, so. <laughs> yeah. Is I love a, a good dark comedy. Oh, I this love one, it. This one is definitely probably one of the most clever I've seen. Absolutely, yeah. It's so good. And then we have this unhinged end, like, final third act where all these characters start killing each other, <laughs> which is so ridiculous. I don't, poor Gwen and Marcus, they get it really quick. Gwen get, really oh my gets God. splattered. Yeah, like Trish just loses her mind and she just goes on a killing spree. She's over here stabbing Devin, shooting Gwen. She has a higher body count than Cecily does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah like, literally. And, she, and Cecily's just sitting there filing her nails, racking them up. Just mm-hmm. like, hmm, dinner. It's like perfect. And then we have this final confrontation between Finn and and Cecily. What do you think of her motivation? That it's simply that, I mean, just there to eat. Do you think it's enough? I think it's enough because I feel like that's what she's doing. She's hunting and she's hunted people in other towns before. And this one, I think being the most fragile, she was like, oh, a jackpot. This is a gold yeah. mine. I'm going to turn these people against each other. They'll either kill each other and the ones that don't kill each other I'll kill them and I'm gonna have food for months you know it's sort of like that same 30 days of night thing like you know the the snow the isolation small town like these people are they're meat for the beast I mean they're just such an easy target who's gonna come and help them there's a there's a snowstorm or there's no power they're vulnerable and so she's smart maybe she likes that movie maybe she watched it and was like this is a good idea (laughs) Yeah, I think her motivation was enough. I even like how it all ties together with who Finn is and who he wants to be versus who he is and how she's like, you're too nice. And just like her whole like reveal, I thought was really fun. It's fun because it's like, oh no, she's such a bitch. But honestly, most of the people that she killed deserved it. But I mean, (laughs) I mean, yeah. So, and then we get kind of that Finn, Finn being able to finally have some confidence in himself and fight back and fight for what he wants, which at this point is just to stay alive. But you know, yeah. it's nice to see him, you know, have a little bit of a, a character arc. That's nice. Cause yeah, he starts off. Yeah. He starts, he starts off on this like self-help journey. That part, that, that very first scene when he's in the car and yeah. he's like screaming, <laughs> just screaming. And the self-help Dave is like telling him to scream is so funny. Balls. Say balls. Say balls. 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 <laughs> yeah. I think that was really fun. I do also like... Oh. at this In this ending also, I do like how they ended up kind of resolving the conflict between Finn and Emerson. Because I think that oh, yeah. those two in particular were such opposite sides of the spectrum yeah. of the conservative people and the progressive people and just kind of 
being the absolute worst and the absolute nicest and then them yeah. coming together as you know neighbors and kind of having yeah. that final message done like we can achieve more if we work together yes absolutely yeah yeah because emerson is was this like scary outcast who is like i'm i'm just here to trap and you know get off my property i'll shoot you with my guns like yeah very and then, sexy and, yeah and then um in the end they come together to kind of defeat the evil they just they're not really the ones who have the final blow but um at least yes. miss janine got got some some retribution she got some miss janine got vengeance for her vengeance. murder and at the same time i love how they're like let's go to janine's she'll make us a nice sandwich and she's like, make your own damn sandwich after she shoots Cecily. Yeah. That was... And it's like, yes. Yes. Because she's Women another one who's just sandwiches too nice. anymore. Yeah. She's yeah. too nice. She's too caring. Even when she has all her shit going on with her dead husband, she's like, would you like some of this? Would you like some that? I she's know. She's still checking on everybody. So she deserved that final moment and that final kill. Good for her. Good for you, Janine. Happy for you, girl. Go, gal. Go, gal. Um, all right. And that sort of, I mean, there's some really amazing things. I love the editing in this film. I love those, yeah. like, sharp, quick edits and some of, like, the sound cues that are kind of jump scares, but also just scene transitions that sort of enhance. <laughs> like, there's some really funny moments like that. It's just overall very well done. It almost reminds me a little bit of, like, Edgar Wright, who, you know, did, like, you know, Shaun of the Deads and... Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, Baby Driver and Scott Pilgrim, like that's that really quick, fun editing. Um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that. Oh, and you know, last night and I would say last night, um, in Paris. last night in Soho. Oh, yeah, I, know. I used to call it one night in Soho, but it's last night in Soho. <laughs> um, yes, it just that quick editing style is really fantastic. And um, I know that Hot Fuzz was a specific uh, inspiration to Josh Rubin for this film, so. Um, yeah, I, I really like that. Hot Fuzz and Fargo. <laughs> oh, and, Far- and Fargo, yes, of course. Like, these, like, middle America movies, these kind of mysteries. And, um, yeah, yeah I, I think I think what he his vision was, he accomplished. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Are those your final thoughts? Oh, I mean, my final thoughts is I think this movie is so fun, so witty. Just a good time, a good little mystery it's not life changing, but it's really fun in the moment and uh, something that's really fun to probably watch with a lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. with the whodunit aspect where everybody can give their opinion on who they think the werewolf is. And um, overall, it's just a good time. So for me, this is a solid four out of five. Okay. Yeah. Um, I do. I love the direction. I love the cast. I think that for being a low budget comedy horror film this definitely is one of the best and it really shows when you can dedicate yourself to a character when you can dedicate yourself to your craft of directing that you can really pull off some amazing shit for even on a dime and so i do love that element of it i just wish that the build-up of us getting to know these characters and getting to love these characters would have I just wish that would have been taken into consideration a little bit more as these characters got killed off because I yeah. just think it happens way too fast. And I think, I think that's the only flaw in this movie because otherwise it's super fucking smart. It's well-written and it's well-directed and well-acted. And honestly, for me, it would be like a four and a half out of five. 
Yeah, I'll change mine to four and a half out of five too. I was thinking that. I was like, do you know what? Yeah. I think I think it deserves a little more. It's just great. It's just great. Like there's some movies, yeah, it, it's not life changing. It's not, you know, Scorsese or something like that. But some movies set out mm-hmm. to do what they're supposed to do. And this one I think hit it literally bullseye. So yeah, I think yeah. four and a half out of five is well deserved. Yes, and speaking of low budget, we'll be back next week with probably Woo! the craziest low budget movie in recent Ever history. In, in existence, a movie that has really shaken up the world. I would, I want you to say the horror fans. I mean, this mo- this next movie that we're about to do is one that has, uh, you know, been a huge, huge uh, benefactor of word of mouth, and so. Get ready yes. next week when we give you the Christmas gift of Terrifier 2. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I get can't your barf bags ready. Yeah, get your barf bags ready. Um, and I can't wait to see everything that you think of it. I think we're going to trash it. I also think that we're going to highlight some of the uh, positive aspects of it, but it'll be fun nonetheless. I will say, and not to get too much into it since it is our next week episode, but I will say it's a movie since I've watched it, I have not been able to stop thinking about. <laughs> it's effective. Like I can't, it's effective. And I've literally asked everybody, have you seen it or are you willing to watch it? I don't know why, but um, I guess we'll find out a little more next week on our opinions on Terrifier 2. Yes, but until then... Sweet screams, bitch. Bye.